0: corner store still open it ain't too late <laughs> praise that in your arms like it's a bouquet <laughs> right back outside the way they want it online for the pie baby who cut it? and i can't do for a tech and he said strap black like fab 5 apparel sweet 16 running laps out of the barrel said a sing lullabies of the rap you like the carol ducking that is like juggling laps with a camaro all black, everything. Bobby Seal fit with a tray while I'm untwisting my chains. Celebratory moments of a glass or a bottle in the air or a flask and a shoddy with a flare. And the bag coming out when one appears or so the flash of a body in the stairs and the crash of a lobby in despair. Recalled by the star till the morn while you ball with a square and they watching what you hear. But everybody's fine. Domino, motherfucker, was
1: Alright so back on my bullshit for another episode This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast This is the Domino Effect And I go by the name of Domino And I still have no co-host Still doing this shit solo dolo But fuck it that's how I be sometimes But guest I have today Been trying to schedule this shit for like a year or so now Finally getting this shit done Nigga stuck to his word Nigga like me appreciates that So know that we got Sky Zoo in the motherfucking building
0: Yeah yeah Peace peace What's up man How you doing man Cooling, man. Cooling. Everything good. I'm glad we was able to make it happen. You know what I mean? Finally, like you said, we've we been trying to do it for a while, so I'm glad we're here.
1: Yeah, we were supposed to do this shit when your uh, last album came out in celebration of us, but yeah. you know, shit got turned around. Yeah, you know, traffic and you know miscommunications, but mm-hmm. you know, shit's happening now. So like I said, I, brother, I appreciate you for all good. You know, doing this. All shit. good. Absolutely. So how much time we got? Just so I know what questions to get in. You know, get my important shit out the way. You know,
0: um. We could do a little while, yeah. We, we you know, good forty, we good can 30,
1: rock. Good thirty, forty, thirty. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever the fuck you get your podcast, we are there. Domino at gmail dot com for any comments, questions, or concerns. If you want your question answered in the what segment, you can reach me there. That's Domino Effect Podcast at gmail dot com. So. The most prevalent shit that happened with Sky Zoo as of right now was uh, just yesterday. Matter of fact, you you and P. Rock uh, dropped a post that y'all doing the album together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all
1: dropped that. That now the post that y'all put up. That's not the cover art.
0: Right? No, 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 no. It's not right. the cover, but a lot of people thought it was because yeah. it was just you know. I guess they looked at it like it was kind of fly, and yeah. um, I actually made that myself. I, I designed that myself on the computer just to get people hype and you know. All the little pictures, the little emojis on it, um, mm-hmm. they kind of represent and reflect what the album is about, what the album represents, what you're going to see and hear when you press play on the album. So that's not the cover, though, no. Nah. Yeah, that's,
1: that's not the cover. So this nigga's just multi-talented, just throwing um, some shit out <laughs> just, just throwing some shit up real yeah, quick for y'all, you, you know.
0: you know, we, we live in an era where you got to be more than an artist, you know what I mean? Feed if you're the a, streets if, real quick. If you're an artist, you got to be more than an artist. You got to promote, you got to market, you got to come up with your tours, you know, you, you got to do it all.
1: Right. Now I know you can't tell me too much about the album because you said the album because you told me off, Mike. It don't come out to like you know,
0: it's a little while from a now. A little while from yeah. now. So,
1: why was it important to work with Pete Rock with this whole project? Like I haven't seen like one artist work with one producer in, like a while.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, for me, I always get um. I always do a solo album, and then I do a collabo. Mm. I do a solo. I do a collabo. You know, ever since, you know, the sal um before the Salvation. So okay, Cloud Nine with Knife Wonder. Then I did The Salvation. Mm. And I did Live from the Tape Deck with il And then I did um, A Dream Deferred. You know, it's always been like that. Barrel Brothers with with Torrey, of course. He's not a producer, but of course, another collabo album. Um, You know, myself and Apollo Brown with The Easy Truth. I always back and forth it so that I could drop every year, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, so this was the next phase of that, man. And and it all came together real nice. You know, I can't can't disclose who the label is yet that's putting it out. But all that's lined up, everything is smooth and, you know, it's, it's, it's wild, man. You know, Pete is a legend. Mm. Pete is Pete. You know what I mean? Might, like, you know?
1: I think it might be in my top three
0: producers Oh, absolutely. All time, so. No doubt about yeah. it. No doubt. And you know what happened with this album, too, when we were making it? Um, I, I try to relate a lot of things to sports for, like, metaphors and parallels and just mm. to give better understanding. So when you look at the league, you look at basketball or whatever, you look at sports... And you may have a dude who got busy the first five, ten years of his career, right. hit his prime, rookie year, then he hit his prime, whatever, whatever. But then once you once you get older as a basketball player or whatever, your knees go out, mm-hmm. your ankle, you know, tore ACL, you're not the same. Right, you know, right. you go from averaging 30 to averaging 10. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Father Time is undefeated. Right. Um, I think Father Time totally skipped past Pete. Really? You know what I mean? Uh, it's incredible. So so
1: you think Pete don't get the credit he deserves type shit?
0: I think he does, because people, people look at Pete as, you know, one of the greats. I don't think that's, you know, arguable. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think people uh, dispute that. You right. know, I haven't really heard so many people disagree with that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, you
1: know, when you when you got, like, I don't want to say, like, new school, but, like, newer school cast. When, oh, like, you're talking like, about like that, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, they'll go to, like, the premieres, or they'll go like, right.
0: they totally skip over Pete. Like, Pete is... Like you said Pete Pete's phenomenal man um like I said father Tom kind of skipped over Pete because his knees ain't go out yet yeah, yeah he ain't had no ACL tear you know what I mean mm-hmm. like his 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 beats man pressing play at his house and going through all these beats and him bringing beats to the lab fucking bananas man it's like, like yo what like <laughs> like you ain't still nothing got changed it? You nothing changed nothing nigga. changed man he really really is remarkable
1: now you mentioned sports real quick now how you feel about your Knicks this year
0: Oh, man, we losing the way we need to, you know what (laughs) I mean? Because we need to get this top five, top three pick. So we losing the way we need to. I hate every time we win a game this year. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: so you want them niggas to tank on purpose, just blow the whole not season? On,
0: not, not tank on purpose, but I, I want these L's. I want them to tank while while developing the team, hmm. while seeing who's nice and who's not, who really got it and who don't. Right. I don't want these these wins with them this year, though, because right. to run around and, you know, get the 12th pick or something like that yeah, is, is asinine. Like, either do sense. it or don't. Like right. Marlo said, either do it or don't, but I got something to do. Right. I got somewhere to be. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. either do it or don't. Man, what are we going to do? Don't. Don't half step on the cane. So you know, for them to go out and get the 12th, 13th pick, that's half stepping on the cane, man. Like, mm-hmm. get this top three, top five pick, no, no higher than the top five, and and let that let that be that, man. And and we regroup and, and bounce back next year the way we need to.
1: Yeah, because because as a Lakers fan, I kind of feel your pain. It's like ever since LeBron went been out, we've been had him like, like right a loser. Y'all, so y'all was so like, in the hunt. Y'all was like fourth, fifth
0: seed. Now y'all eighth and ninth. Like yeah, y'all, so y'all was I'm, in the hunt.
1: See, I don't I don't even know if that shit was worth it now. So it's like, are yeah. we are we in a rebuilding stage or like what are we doing at this point? But Y'all are caught in the middle. It is what it is. So with this uh, Retropolitan album, right? Mm-hmm. So cover art you put out, with like the little post you put up, it's like real New York. You got like the tech fleeces and mm-hmm. you know the Tims and the Henny and all Chop that cheese, shit. Chopped cheese, all that, yeah. yeah exactly. So you working with just Pete Rock? So if it's a like a New York feel album, why not reach out to other producers like a Havoc or like a. You know, like q well,
0: Q-tip. Or right, well, for because this album is purposely... Purposely just for... A, yeah, it's purposely me and him, you know okay. what I mean? Um, You know, if it was another Sky Zoo solo album, like in Celebration of Us, then it could be like, yeah, you know, grab this one and this one and this one, like I've always done. Mm. You know, you get Apollo Brown, you get Illmind, you get twami you get Mark Infinite, you get all these different producers on in Celebration of Us. So with this one, you know, it, it's just me and Pete. You know, he mm. produced the entire thing.
1: Now, I remember you had some hats back in the day that said, like, make New York music sound like New York again. Yeah. Some shit like that. The flip
0: on the Trump thing, make New York sound like New York again.
1: Now, does this album
0: sound like New York? Oh, absolutely. That's why the little emojis made so much sense, because it is that. That is the vibe. That's the feel. That's the content. That's the context. Mm. That's the fabric of the record, through and through.
1: Now, are you doing this album for you because you want that New York feel, or are you doing this for, like, everyone else out there that wants that New York feel? I think both.
0: Both. You know, for me, I'm a New Yorker, like, 100%. No matter where I go, no matter where I'm at, whatever it is, wherever I lay my head, Mm -hmm. I'm a New Yorker. All I know is going to corner stores. All I know is getting chopped cheese. All I know is chicken wings and french That's what I know, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm a New Yorker through and through. And um, the music is always going to reflect that because the music is always going to reflect me. Mm -hmm. So regardless of whatever's going on, that thread is going to be in there. But with this project, you're talking about Pete. It's like... It's (laughs)
1: It's Pete. It's New York. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I can't go in there talking about yo. Let me get these trap jams and that. <laughs> like it ain't that type of party. You know what I mean? Like we know what it is with him. And 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 it was a, a wonderful experience, man. And we just getting started.
1: Right now, y'all started recording this out like not too long ago. So it's been like a month, three weeks, something like that. Like y'all finished it quick. Yeah,
0: something like that. We we still not finished because you talk mix, you talk yeah, master, yeah You talk yeah, but, you, know, you know collabs, stuff like that. But just getting yeah. really to. The threat of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was watching, like, uh, on Instagram, I was watching, like, Dreamville, and they did they shit in, like, 16 days or something like that. It was like, right. hey, everybody fly down to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get this shit done, knock it out. But mm-hmm. now, how many times have you and Pete worked together before this? And, like, what made the... Um, th-
0: This is the first time we've worked together. Mm-hmm. Um, We've worked together via email, like, you know, just kicking beats back and forth. And, you know, it was always a, a mutual love and respect. But um, this is the first time we've been in the lab... Cooking together and, and building and all that.
1: Now, did it feel like at home because y'all work, because y'all able, y'all were able to finish it so quick. So was it just like you know, we get in there, we vibe, and it's just like flawless after that. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was wonderful. You know, it was, it was a wonderful experience, man. Vibes was great. Vibes are everything, no matter who you work with. Mm. So the vibes was great. You know. Word.
1: Now, because because of the artist that you are, right, I, I imagine that this is just like a real lyrical. You know, you you kind of bringing bars back now. In the climate that we're in, do you think niggas want to hear all this rapity rap?
0: I think so, because...
1: You think bars is making his way back around? Yeah,
0: yeah, I I think so, because the landscape is so much wider now. Um, Of course, when you talk about the radio, you talk about mainstream, you talk about corporate, it's going to be one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be, you know, we need the shit that does this, and that's that. Mm -hmm. Because we need to be able to have these people, these people, everybody be able to grab it and relate. or not even relate, but grab it and... And fall in love with it and dance to it and turn up and trap, trap, whatever it is, right? And that's cool, you know? There's a lane for everything. That's that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as far as what guys like myself do, there is a lane for that because the internet made everything so wide open. Right. So if you don't like this, you can go get that. Mm-hmm. If you don't like that, you can go online and get this. Like, mm-hmm. you can go search stuff and you're no longer reliant on only the radio or only TV or only what you know, they're promoting to you in this way or that way, you can go out there and find other stuff. So with that, you have people who are like, yo, I I want this side, Mm -hmm. you know? I want lyrics, I want bars, I want double entendres, I want shit I got to dig through, I want shit that I can really sit there and enjoy. I tell people all the time, music is two things. You either escape to it or you relate to it. Mm -hmm. And for me, my music, you relate to it, you know what I mean? Like, you escape to music that you go to the club and... Pretend you live life like this guy, Right. you know. You you hear Future amigos or whatever, and that's dope because you need that that music to celebrate those times. Right. You go to this to the, to the club and you pretend you got Future money. Right. So you spend your whole paycheck on two bottles and a new outfit and whatever, and you pretend because you needed to escape.
1: Yo, can we stop that shit this year, like please?
0: I hear you, but like, but but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you needed to escape because you had a long yeah, work yeah, week yeah. and da 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 da. You needed to escape, and that's cool. You mm. know what I mean. Like, but then on the flip side. Music you relate to, and my music you relate to it. There's nothing wrong with one or the other, you need both. You You actually do need both both as human beings in life, but you know, you either escape to it or you relate to it. And my music you relate to, so Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at.
1: Now, do you feel like you get more of that love with your music in the states or overseas? Uh,
0: Oh, you know, with overseas is amazing, man, because their appreciation for what I do and what guys like myself do is through the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, their appreciation is is unparalleled. Um, I do get the love in the States. You know, home is always home, and it's amazing. But their appreciation over there, especially from a, a show standpoint, shows and bookings and tours is, is really, really amazing. I think a lot of times the booking agents in the States are a little afraid because they're afraid to take the L right, that
1: they right. think they're
0: going to take. But then they don't take the L. So mm-hmm. you deal with trying to... You know, book and book, whatever, whatever, and then oh, I don't know, whatever, whatever, and then and I'm just speaking in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you book the show and you do it, and the show is a huge success, and you sold out ninety percent of the room, if not the whole room, and everything's crazy, and the tickets are great and pre sales, and the promoters like, oh my god, like, oh man, it was yeah. a huge success, like yeah, stupid, we didn't like it. you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Fucking so, <laughs> it's Like of course, you know, not to pat my back, but it was a huge success because people want that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? People been saying, yo, we've been trying to check him out for however many months or years or whatever in this city or this state. So, you know, it's um it, it, it's, it's all good, though, man. I, I rock with whoever's rocking with me. I appreciate it all, no matter where you're from or what you're doing. I love it all, and, and it's just a good thing.
1: Okay. Now, what's your favorite place to visit overseas?
0: Uh, South Africa, Johannesburg. Wow. Absolutely love Johannesburg. I've been four or five times. Um, it's definitely somewhere I would live. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's an amazing place. Uh, Joe Berg, if it feels like New York. I like places that feel like New York. I love London. Mm. I love Toronto. Um, I like places that feel like New York. But Joe, Joe Burg is insanity, man. I love it. It truly is like a second home. I go there, and I got tons of friends who've become family, who I could stay with if I need to, or kick it wood, or build wood, who would hold me down in a heartbeat. And just the vibe of the people and the city, mm. it, it's amazing, man. Johannesburg is fantastic.
1: we're Now, speaking of living, you don't actually live in... New York anymore. You actually moved down to Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm back
0: and forth. I'm back, back and forth, yeah.
1: Now, did you move to Atlanta because... Of, was it because of a uh, creative reason, or was it just, I can't handle the fucking cold in New York,
0: I need, to, I need well, something nah. different? Well, <laughs> well it, it wasn't the cold. You know, being from here, you know, you're used to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, um, you
1: like a little sunshine, a little heat, you yeah, know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, now you, know, then, you
0: know what it is? um around? Yeah, you know what it is? Just getting older, man, I was afforded the opportunities that I have to do certain things financially. And one of those things was being able to buy a home for for myself and my family. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what it really came down to. Like, you could stay in Brooklyn, and I love Brooklyn. I'm Brooklyn to death. You could stay in Brooklyn, you know, and spend a certain amount on your rent and live behind the projects or next door to the property. You could spend the same amount of money and live in Atlanta and have a five-bedroom mini-mansion in a a cul-de-sac. You know what I mean? And and that's what I was able to do, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, what I was spending on rent, I'm spending on my mortgage now. I have a five-bedroom mini mansion at the top mm-hmm. of a cul-de-sac on a hill. Like, you know, picket fence, backyard, grill, enclosed deck. So it's an amazing thing. But like I said, I'm back and forth, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm I'm still in New York. You know, I'm still here all the time. I'm back and forth kind of like 50-50, you know what I mean? But I did that for my fam, you know?
1: Where Now, does your son like down south?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he only a year old, so oh, yeah, he yeah. just like... Wherever, wherever he at, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? We're, but but we're it, it's eddies. amazing. Yeah, but but it's amazing, you know, for him to have that space, you know what I mean? It's amazing mm-hmm. for him to have the space to be able to crawl and grow and explore and do what he wanted. Have a be backyard. In a, yeah, and not be in a little box, you know what I mean? Like, you get a million toys for Christmas, we have space for them, you know what I mean? Word. like Stuff like that, you know what I mean? But I love New York, man. I love I love Brooklyn dearly, you know. I am the, the most... Nobody's more Brooklyn than me, as far as the love, except Spike Lee, and everybody know that. So you that's know, a bar. so yeah, a bar. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, so you know that that's just what it is. But at the same time, you know, being smart and being able to do certain things for your family is unparalleled. So that that trumped it all.
1: Word. Now, how's it being a dad though?
0: It's amazing, man. It's the greatest thing in the world. Mm. My son is everything, and then some to me. It's it's really bananas. Uh, every time I'm away from him. I lose it. Yeah, I, gotta, hate, I hate I hate going out of town. You, yeah, I hate going out of town now. I love going out of town for business purposes. Business but it's like that's time I could've I hate going out of town. You know, I hate having to leave the next morning, drop him at the babysitter and then go to the airport and yeah. you know, I live on FaceTime, you know what I mean with him. So it, it's amazing, man. He's he's fantastic, man. It's the greatest gift God could have ever given me and, and it's it's humbling, man.
1: Now, um, let's see, now your last album in celebration of us, do you feel like that album was re- was well received?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, By the people and all that, absolutely. By everyone, you know what I mean? Like the, the, when it dropped, the day it dropped, I remember Twitter just kind of like being insanity-like. It was like, my phone was like, I, I couldn't keep up with it all, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I couldn't keep up with the responses and the people and what they were saying. I truly couldn't keep up with it, man. It it really was amazing, and um, it was what I what I wanted it to be. It was what I kind of was expecting it to be. Not to toot a horn or anything, but I knew the work that I put in. You know, I I knew I knew what I did with it. I knew where I was coming from with it, and I knew the art Mm. that it was, and and how people would be able to appreciate it. Not even in the moment, but from here on, you know, Mm. because art is something. You don't look at art once on the wall and keep it moving. If that's the case, you wouldn't buy it. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like You look at art to continue to appreciate it years and years and years down the line. And every time you look at it, you kind of see something new. Or you appreciate whatever it is that you saw and how it made you feel and what it represents. And I knew what I was doing with that album, with the art of it. Right.
1: Now, I heard the album. Loved it. Appreciate it. Hip- hip-hop heads. Loved the album. Because I don't talk to niggas I don't like. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know. If I, don't, if I don't really mess with you like that, I don't really want to sit down with an right. interview with you, talk Why to you, would you? like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> I don't you? about your clout or, you know, how right. good people say your album is. Right. I fuck with you, been fuck with you for a while, so... Appreciate I love the album. It. Hip-hop fans, they love the album. But, you, you know, when they do these 2018 wrap-up lists, mm-hmm. it's not on the fucking list. Right. Now, do, you, do you care about these grandiose accolades from, like, magazines and publications and shit yeah, like that? Yeah, know,
0: you know, as an artist, if you love what you do... Mm you love the sport and the craft, of course you're going to care a little bit mm. because you love what you do and you love the craft. But then if you've been in it for a while and you know the way the game goes, you know it's a game. you right. know. And you know if the same exact album had a Def Jam logo on the back or an Atlantic logo on the back or an Interscope logo, or if the same exact album had, pick any guy who's at the top you know, of the radio and the charts right now, had their arm wrapped around it, mm it would be top of everybody's list. Right. So when you know all that, you got to be able to balance that out with yourself and be like, this is why. So you can't even be... You can't get upset about it. You can't let it bring your energy down and tear you down. And, and the crazy thing, it was on a bunch of lists, but you look at, like, some of the main, mainstream lists. Yeah, like you, yeah. may, you know, maybe it's a magazine or a television, you know, a, a network or whatever, whatever. Mm. Then, you know, yeah, because... I'm not on the radio every day mm-hmm. I'm not on TV I'm not you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I'm in the people's phones I'm in the mm-hmm. people's playlists that's it you know, you know what I mean I'm
1: hearing niggas talk about it like I'm hearing like Joe Budden talk about it like I'm hearing other artists talk about it but it was like why is it not connecting with the fucking
0: like Oh w- the w- with the top media yeah, like, like yeah. well you know like I said it's a game you know what I mean If it's it's easy to say I love it I love it I love it but it's harder to come and this goes for anything take me out of the equation it's mm-hmm. easy to say I love it I love it but if you the only, you know, if 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 you are trying to put your your arm around it, but you're not sure, it's it's kind of like the idea of who gonna jump in the pool first. Right. Yo, the water is the water too cold. Mm-hmm. Who gonna jump in the pool? You gonna jump it first? Man, that pool look good. I'm trying to get in. Yeah, but that might be too cold. So one person stick their foot in, mm-hmm. and then oh, the water ain't cold. We good, and then everybody get in. First one that's over the kinda hill of, always get shot. And and that's <laughs> that's how it goes. You know yeah. what I mean? And um. Like I said, I do this for the people and for myself. I don't do it for a magazine writer. I don't do it for, you know, um, a network. I don't do it for any of that. You know, I don't do it for a radio station. If that comes with it, then that's fine. But I do it for the people. I do it for myself. I do it for the people who relate to it and see themselves in it. And it's a reflection of them and they get lost in it, mm. and they, they live and die by it, and it helps them get through things, and it helps put them on to new things, I do it for them. Yeah. I do it for people who want that feeling restored. Mm. And that's what I do it for. You know, So if it winds up on a list in light of that, mm. awesome. If it doesn't, all good. You all know right. what I
1: mean? Yeah, all right. So now what like inspires you today to write and to you know to get in the booth and get in the studio because right. you can tour off of all your old work it's amazing right, right. work but what inspires you to write today
0: You know I love um I love creating you know I love telling stories uh sometimes inspiration is a little harder to find at times because as a human being that's just life you mm-hmm. know for me I don't like dropping 3 4 5 projects in a year because I like to be inspired and have things to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I feel like after I drop an album, I need to live life for a little while before Mm -hmm. I start working on another album, or else I'm not going to have anything to talk about. Right, you got to live life. Exactly. What I talk about is the things that go on, what I live, what I experience, the things that I've experienced in the past, and how they relate to the present and the future. You know, a lot of my music talks about the way I grew up in the 90s and coming up and relating that to nowadays and the changes. It's always been the fabric of my music from day one. And um, so I need to live to experience that, you know. Mm -hmm. I can't put an album out today and then start working another album tomorrow. Nothing's happened in that 24 hours that I can sit there and write about and tell stories about. So um, I'm inspired by continuing to push the needle, push the thread. I love, I love hearing the music, man. And you know, after I dropped the celebration of us, I hadn't really worked on anything of my own. Mm -hmm. You know, I was touring a lot, I was ghostwriting a lot, and a few features here and there for people. But um, it was really touring and ghostwriting. So for my own music, I wasn't super-duper inspired at the moment just because, you know, I'm just living life, I'm experiencing things, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of just building that up so I could write more. And then um, when it was time to, you know, get back in, it all just hit. It mm-hmm. just was bong, here it is. Here's the inspiration again. Right. And it just was overflowing and spilling, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. All right. All right, now, talk about, like, because... For the people that haven't heard your music that are hearing this right now, so mm-hmm. talk about your Brooklyn, 90s, New York yeah. experience, because me growing up in Connecticut, I can only hear it out of a stereo, so right, I don't right. really know. Like, right. I, I I can guess, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, you could it, you get it. And, yeah, you You know, yeah. all Absolutely. the shit that was going on. So what's your, what was going on when Skyzoo stepped outside in oh, the man. 90s in Brooklyn and New York in general? Yeah,
0: it was a different Brooklyn, you know. Um, it was a different Brooklyn. Uh, I grew up a block away from Biggie. For those who may or may not know. So when you listen to Ready to Die, that was my neighborhood. Because that album is about his neighborhood. Right. His neighborhood's my neighborhood. You know what I mean? So I was the little kid up the block with my little friends, and we was the bad little kids running up and down the block when he was on the corner shooting dice mm. or when he was sitting on his step or when he was making a sale or whatever, whatever. We was the little kids running up and down the block. Mm. And then before you knew it, this guy who used to do those things is now on TV mm-hmm. is now on the radio and is now blowing up and now moved out of the hood and lives in Jersey cuz he made it mm-hmm. but comes back to the hood to show love so that was all the inspiration i needed as a kid growing up to uh to make music and i was already rhyming you know when he came out i already was writing my little rhymes and had these dreams of of making it mm-hmm. so that was just you know, the 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 nail in the coffin and be like, yo, this could really happen. Cause look up the block across the street. He did it. Right there. Look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was all I needed. And, um, you know, but but my experience in Brooklyn, community, vibe, family, you know, everyone was family. The old lady down the block could tell you what to do, even though she wasn't related to you mm-hmm. because she was an old lady and you respected her. She was a grandma and you respected her. Right, right. And if you ain't listening to her, if she told you to get out the street and you ain't listen, your mother and father would find out from her and then you'd get in trouble. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yo, why you ain't respecting Miss So and So, you know, you need to respect her. She's looking out for you. Raise a like that exactly. Takes a village. You know what I mean? Takes a village to raise a child. So, you know, that element, you know, um, you know, it, it was such a wonderful time, man. Even even the, the the grime that was going on, even though it was grimy and all that, mm-hmm. it built us a certain way. You know, you don't want negativity and grime and all that to impact your child's life and childhood yeah, or yeah. how you grow up yourself or whatever but it made us who we are and um, I just don't like the way we're being pushed out you mm-hmm. know and, and that has been like that for a little while now but my experience in Brooklyn was beautiful man the ups and the downs My I wouldn't trade it for the world mm-hmm. you know I, I'd pay good money to go back to 95 right now Word. you know what I mean
1: now is there a way What? how can we stop the gentrification that's going on in, we can't know, No, we can't. Nah, that's over with.
0: That's over with. Um, They wanted it back and they got it. You know what I mean? That's over with. You know, Um, it's been a long time coming. I remember when they didn't want to step here. Mm -hmm. I remember you wouldn't see nobody who didn't look like us on Malcolm X or, you know, on, on Hancock or, you know, on St. James, or Fulton Street, or Gates, or Franklin, or, you know, you wouldn't see that. 125th, Uptown, Lennox, and you wouldn't see that, you know what I mean, like, they, nah, we ain't going there, you crazy, yeah. you know, but times change, and, and, and agendas and plans get put into place, and it goes a certain way, and make no mistake, I don't have a problem with new neighbors who don't look like us moving in the neighborhood, that's not what this narrative is about. What it's about is, when new people move into the neighborhood, them acting like you don't belong in the neighborhood that they are now in. Mm. And that happens every day. You know, the idea of new neighbors who don't look like you and I, that's beautiful, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I got a lot of friends in the neighborhood, you know, being in Brooklyn and all that, new neighbors that are really cool, you Mm -hmm. know? And they don't come from where I'm from, they don't look like me, but they're really cool. And we get along and we vibe and they're fantastic friends. And you wind up building relationships with them and building bonds with these people who you may not have before. Mm. The problem is if those people start to look at you like you don't belong. Yeah. Start to look at you like you're not supposed to be here. Start mm-hmm. to look at you like this ain't your home. Mm-hmm. Or you walking your dog, they walking their dog, you cross paths, how you doing? Yeah. And they don't say nothing. They, don't say shit. Yeah. they just look away or they keep looking straight mm-hmm. or they look down at the ground. Because in their mind, they're like, well, you motherfuckers ain't going to be here in another two years anyway, so it is what it is. <laughs> That's what everybody's issue with gentrification is. It's not the people moving into the hood. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the hood being cleaned up and changed and things getting better and the grime being you know washed away and all that. That's amazing. That's what we want. Right. Nobody want to live in in the hood. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who want to live in those types of conditions in their neighborhood, they're not really from it. Right. You know, they're looking at it as a reason to glorify it. There's nothing cool about being in pissy elevators. There's nothing cool about being in the staircase. I know what that stuff was like growing up. Mm. But there's nothing cool about it. And I don't make it cool. You know, I don't make it cool in my music or anything like that. So to see the changes to clean up things is amazing. It's just once they get cleaned up, they start pushing away the people who had to endure when it wasn't cleaned. And that's the problem people like myself have with it.
1: Got you. Now, when you first started rapping, what was your first rap name? Because every fucking artist I talk to got a whack first rap name. What was your oh, man. first rap name?
0: Um, my first rap name was Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. Or Spade. Spade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I did... Um, I grew up as a graph head, too. So I was doing graffiti, you know, since a little kid. Mm. And I used to tag Spade. You know, Spade. Mm. Ace of Spades. Spade Warner. And Spade was, like, the most used graph name in New York. Okay. Everybody was Spade. You know what I mean? You go tag Spade. There's 100 Spades. Mm. With all different types of hand styles. you like, damn, mad Spades. You know what mm. I mean? But on the flip side, my name is Skylar, and... Growing up, you know, when I was a little kid, when I was like an infant a toddler, there was a, a, a disco group from Brooklyn named Sky, and mm. they had a song called Sky Zoo. Mm. Big song, it was a disco record, Studio 54 type shit, and my family used to call me Sky Zoo when I was a toddler, mm. just messing around, because yeah. Sky, Skyler, Sky, Sky, Sky Zoo, yeah. so it stuck. So there was kind of like the little once-in-a-while nickname in my house when I was a kid. Mm. So when I started rhyming and I was spade. You know when i got tired of that i mean i only used spade for like a month it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't something crazy like yeah, 10 years yeah it was yeah. like a month or two but um you know once i deaded that um i was like word it was like sky zoo like i've been sky zoo forever you know mm. what i mean like so um that was that and i knew nobody would have it everybody had spade i knew nobody would have it and then. Even tagging, I knew nobody was. I never saw somebody tag Skaizu ever. Yeah, that's a very you know I mean? like
1: Googleable name. And yeah, shit, it's extremely you
0: know? unique, and you know, you you know, it, either it makes sense to you or it don't. But it is, mm. it is one of one. It is, Fifty Cent. It is Jay Z. It, it like yeah, it's yeah. one of one. You know yeah. what I mean? As far as the name,
1: it was, it was kind of like when Papoose came out. Niggas like, what the right. fuck is a Papoose? Right. But it was it's like, one of one. but now you know who the fuck that is. Now mm-hmm. it's like, it, now you know if you don't know nothing. All you gotta about do it, is make
0: it matter, and then all that goes away. Word.
1: Now, um, so you just posted on Instagram, you posted, you know, the, uh, the 10-year challenge shit, right? Oh, so yeah, So from, yeah, like, yeah. 08 to 2018, or whatever. Yeah. So now, what would Sky Zoo now tell Sky Zoo in 08? Oh, man,
0: that a he lot. did know. <laughs> a lot. Um, the industry sucks. Um, being on a major isn't the end-all, be-all. And i never been on a major, but in those days, the goal was definitely to be on a major. Um, knowing... Even on the indie side and the quote, unquote, underground side, snake activities still happen. Mm. You think that only happens on the major side of things. Mm. It's Not true at all. Um, there's good people on the major side and the mainstream side, and there's dirtbags on the underground side, and vice versa, you know what I mean? It's, mm. But you think, oh, we doing the real, we representing the real, and you know, we're sacrificing some of the joys and the spoils that the victors get mm. to make the real and to support what we, this is about and to keep the culture going right so we all supposed to be in one one accord and, and do things the right way and move the right way and that ain't it mm. you know th- there are uh, some some snakes and some dirty things on that side as well um and just to continue to have fun with it you know what I mean I, I I would I would let him know that as well.
1: now what about your own personal mentality like what's what's changing that 10 years?
0: Uh, growth, of course, you know, um, understanding life more, understanding the game more, uh, family vibes, of course. Um, I'm I'm proud to say I was always pretty mature mm. growing up. However old or young I was, I was always pretty mature, but um, yeah, I, I would say those things. It would be more industry stuff than life stuff, mm.
1: you know, it,
0: as far as if I had to go back and, and tell myself something 10 years ago.
1: So, what advice can you give somebody that's trying to get into the industry, or why they shouldn't get into the industry?
0: Um, well, I'm never gonna say you shouldn't because if you have a dream, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, people told me that when I was a kid, oh, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this, and mm-hmm. and you know, if I listened, I wouldn't be here right now, and I wouldn't have impacted the people's lives that I've impacted right now. Correct. Uh, so you know, I would never say don't get in it. I would just give the knowledge of know that this is a business off the rip, and um, have fun with it always. Make sure you love it. If you don't love it, leave it alone. Mm. Because the business end is so brutal at times and so wild at times that the only thing to push you through is the love. Mm. Like, there's a lot of times you'll be in this shit and be like, man, fuck this shit. I, ain't, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah, if right. you don't love it, you will go to sleep with that mentality and you'll wake up and execute on that. You'll be like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Mm. But the love is what pushes you through. So even when you deal with bullshit, you have that moment for a second, but then the next day you like, man, I ain't going nowhere because you love it. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? So the lo- you're going to need the love to push you through everything that the bullshit, you know, gives you in this mm-hmm. game. You're going to need the love. If you don't, you will not make it because all the other shit will make you leave.
1: Right. So what's your relationship with Duck Down? Right oh, now? that's family. That's, that's family, family. You know,
0: Um. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I haven't been signed to Duck Down in a while, you know, in some years, but that's fam. You know, I, I speak to High pretty often and Noah and all those guys and anything they need is fam if they doing a reunion concert or they doing something, whatever, like that's fam, man. They, they, that was my first full-on record deal. You know, Cloud9 came out through Traffic. It was more of a distribution thing. Duck Down was my my first full-on record deal. Like, boom, you have mm. a record deal. Right. We're going to take care of this, we're going to take care of that. We're going to give you some paper for your pocket. We're going to make sure your videos and stuff is out, and your records is in the stores. Mm. We're going to help you get on tour. It was my first full-on record deal. And I'll always, forever, be grateful and indebted to them for that.
1: Right. So I, I went to your show when you uh, came to New Haven, right? And one thing that I love that you did is you shouted out Sean Price. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember the last convo that you had with Sean before?
0: Last convo we had. He passed. Yep. Uh, last conversation we had on the phone, uh, he was like, yo, I think he told me to call the crib and we was kicking it. He was like, yo, man, um, we got, he, he he had just did uh, songs in the Key Price. It wasn't out yet, obviously, mm. but he had just did that. And he got a joint on there called Bobby McFerrin. I think it's called something like that. But mm. um, he's rhyming over like a Bobby McFerrin beat. And he had played it for me like, you know, way before it came out and played it for me over the phone or sent it to me, something like that. Mm. And he was like, yo, man, like, you inspired me to do this. And I was like, how? He was like, because it's a jazz joint. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's what up. And he was like, yo, man, like, them Sunday morning jazz shits, you always be killing it with those. Like, I don't know nothing about jazz, but that shit is dope. Like, mm. the way, you know, you be putting me on. He was like, yo, man, we should fuck around and do like a fucking four song, five song EP where mm. we just rhyme over jazz instrumentals. Mm. And I was like, hell yeah. He was <laughs> like, yo, we should do that shit and just fuck them up. Nobody will see that coming and you, you pick all the jazz records and we just rhyme over them shits, me and you. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that'd be fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Just mm. just kicking it, just shooting the shit. But he was like, yo, that shit would be crazy, man. We should, we should really think about that. And that was the last conversation we had. It was a few weeks before he passed.
1: Yeah, man. Like, I, I feel like in hip hop, like we missing niggas like Sean Price where it mm-hmm. comes like, to, like, He's not only an ill rapper, but he's like a character and shit. Like I feel like we missing niggas like yeah. you know, like the ODBs and the Red Man yeah. and the Buses. P- like we P- was amazing that,
0: with that man. He P- was amazing with rebranding himself, marketing himself. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. You know he was funny and joked around and quote unquote. You know the way he would say he put it. The way he would put it, be I'm stupid. You know what yes. I mean? But he wasn't stupid. Far from. You know that all was I'm stupid in the sense of I crack jokes. It's like you be like yo son stupid B. He'd be. Yeah. fucking... It don't mean you really stupid, it mean you crack jokes and you funny and yeah, yeah. you know, aha and whatever, whatever. And with him, all that was who he is, none mm. of it was fake, it's, it's who he yeah, was, but yeah. it, he also knew this is what the people want, they want me to be me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm gonna really give them me, whereas a lot of times people have that personality, but on the mic, they only hard. Mm. But you know, he would, you know, he, he, he made sure to give you who he really was, which he was a street dude. He was, he was who he was. He was legit. He was certified. But he also would crack jokes, and he also cared about certain things, and mm-hmm. he didn't take himself too seriously. And he was fucking amazing with all that, man, as well as being amazing on the mic. And he was a stand-up dude. You yeah, know, he definitely. He was a dude who, if he said he was going to do something for you, he did it. Mm-hmm. And he cared, and he reached out. He would always text me, yo, Slum, call the crib. Yo, Slum, call the crib. Call the crib. And he'll send you a text or a DM or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or email, yo, Slime, call the crib. Mm. That's how he, instead of calling yeah, he like, like yo. yo, Slime, call the crib. <laughs> and I word, call the crib. Yo, what up, mm-hmm. son? Yo, boom, 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 you be on the phone for an hour. Yo, da, 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 whatever, whatever. Just bullshitting, talking music, talking to Knicks, talking family, you know, all that, man. So I got love for all of them, man. Bernadette is like a, a big sis. Mm. And, you know, the whole family, man. Like, you know, it's, it's endless love for them forever.
1: Word. So now, y'all connected on it so, so y'all was going to do that EP with the jazz shit now where's your jazz and yeah, we was just messing from? around yeah, you just messing you know, yeah with me. i don't know if it
0: was really going to happen but I we mean, was messing around yeah it could have been could have been but you know yeah.
1: now where your jazz influence come from
0: uh my pops and spike lee mm. 50/50 you know when i was growing up my pops was a super jazz head and uh i didn't like jazz as a little kid 11 12 years old i didn't like it mm. because me i was always a writer i was always about the pen i was always about storytelling and whatever whatever So we used to be in the car, and we used to be arguing over the radio, and I put on Hot 97, Mm. and he go back to CD 101.9. And we go back and forth, back and forth. he would be like, yo, stop touching the radio. Like, you know, we would have our little moments. And i would be like, yo, this music is stupid. There's not even no words on it. Mm. And I remember him always saying, one day you're gonna fall in love with this music. I'm like 12, 13, thinking I know everything. Yeah, you don't know and, shit. You just Right, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I was like, this music is stupid. They're not even saying nothing. It's just music. There's no words on it. Where's the stories? Where's the lyrics? With. he was like, one day, one day, you get older. And then later on, seeing uh as a maybe high school, maybe senior year high school, something just being like older in my teenage years seeing uh Mo' Better Blues, mm. you know, because um, it came out when I was a kid, but seeing it later on as a humongous Spike Lee head, um, seeing that later on, my jazz appreciation went through the roof. Mm. So it was a combination, because it was records I would heard with my pops that I wound up being reintroduced to through Mo' Better Blues and all that, John Coltrane and all that stuff, mm. and it, it clicked. It took those two things to combine, and it clicked, and I never looked back And I listen to 80% jazz, 20% hip-hop nowadays.
1: I I don't know why I hear that from like a lot of artists specifically, where it's like, yo, I don't even listen to hip-hop that hard. It's like R&B
0: or a little
1: bit of hip-hop, or it's like jazz and like a little bit of hip-hop. Now, is your dad around still?
0: Absolutely. Okay, now does
1: he look at you like, yeah, nigga, I told you? Yeah, because
0: yeah. I, I, I'm more jazz-versed than him now, you know what I mean? Lurch. Like, yeah, like, we'd be in the car, you know, hang, i I'd hang out with my pops every day, because he lived 15 minutes from me, so okay. i hang out with my pops every day. So we'd be in the car, and something would come on, he'd be like, what you know about this? And i look at him, like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know I got this record in the basement, right? right. And he'd be like, yeah, you got everything, huh? Every record come on, you got it. I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, I got this record in the basement, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, it, it's, it's dope, man, and, and it's amazing to have that relationship with him and have him here. Um, you know, he's truly, you know, my best friend, um, him and my son are my mm. best friends, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, it's dope. You know, he, he's still around a hundred percent every day of my life. He's always been there. So, so love.
1: All right. So I, I know we got to wrap up in a little bit, so I just want to get to like a few more things. So mm-hmm. Beryl Brothers, are we ever going to see another project?
0: I don't know. You know, um, and, and that's not, it's not to say it won't. It's yeah, just, yeah. we never talked about it. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and, and obviously, you know, towards my brother and we speak very often and all that. Um, I don't know you never know we, when we talked about it like initially like when we did the first one the idea wasn't to make it a thing right you know, yeah, the yeah, idea wasn't yeah, to make yeah, yeah. it epMD or you know the idea yeah, yeah. wasn't to do a hundred of them or whatever mm. it was like the people keep asking for it mm. we hang out every day mm-hmm. <laughs> we're always on each other's albums let's just take a few months and make 14 of them okay you know and and that was that but it, that's not to say it won't you just mm-hmm. never know you know okay this year uh, this year is the anniversary of two albums of mine. Um, May is the five-year anniversary of Bow Brothers. Mm. And September 29th is the 10-year anniversary of The Salvation, which is a big deal. Mm. So my can, debut joint.
1: So we can expect a tour or something, or like a couple dates or something? I
0: don't know. I don't know, because you know that the, the Pete joint's going to drop and mm. all that, so there's a lot going on. But I'm going to do something for the Salvation mm. something, some type of celebration, yeah, you salvation. know, uh, um, a documentary, or uh, I don't know. Who knows? But mm. um, 10 years on, on my debut is real, so you know, I will be... Something will happen. I don't know if it's a tour or a show or whatever, but something to commemorate it will, will occur. Okay.
1: Now the P project is done. You said you got little little things to touch up here and there. Right. Now, what's the future hold for Skys? Is there anything, any more projects coming out this year? Another yeah, tour did, there's or a couple like,
0: other things I'm working on uh, project-wise. I can't really get into it yet because we're still very early, even on the Pete thing. Right. Um, I'm not supposed to be going this hard about the Pete thing yet. Right. But um, you know, uh, there's a couple other things in the works. Touring, of course. ghostwriting, of course. Um, I'm gonna do a lot of touring this year for sure. Mm. Um, and then, you know, movie stuff, TV stuff that I've always had my hands in and being versed in and all that. Mm. And just, just juggling it while going home. You know Word. I
1: mean? <laughs> so, like I said, yo, I appreciate you for doing this shit. Like I said, we've been trying to do this shit for a year, and there has been a yeah. bunch of hiccups here and there. You know, when we had the hiccup with the first studio, right, right, right. You know, and you know whatever happened with the traffic. You yeah. Threw me a little money for the what's the name? For the session, yeah. yeah like yeah. yo. Real shit. I appreciate that because no, no you didn't have. You could have said, "Yo, it is what it is. You eat that, and then right. we'll get up another time." But like well, I said, I do appreciate that. shit.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 from old school Brooklyn, man, and, and I'm about being a stand up dude and and being a man of my word. You mean what you say? You say what you mean. It is what it is. If you you know whatever you got to do, you got to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and that's that's kind of the way it goes. Um, so, yeah, when that happened, I yeah. gladly... Because you told me, you was like, yo, we got the lab. I thought it was your lab. Nah, was, I didn't know you had to travel from Connecticut. Yeah, so when you told me, yeah, I, you know, they getting ready to bring somebody else in for a session. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, because I, I had like, paid
1: for like an hour then, it like, right, right. know, like hour. then I was like, all right, he late. Right. Bumping like another hour. And I was like, all right, he... And then, yeah, when that one, happened, so
0: like, like, I thought it was just your spot. So man, I'm like, all right, I'm yeah, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm parking. Yeah. I'll come up and do the interview. And then when you was like, nah, we gotta go, somebody else coming, I was like, Wait, what? This yeah. is not your spot. As soon
1: as you text me, I had just pulled the fuck off. I was like, damn.
0: Yeah, like, so I was I like, Wait. what do I do? Yeah, I was like, damn, it ain't just spot. I was like, all right, let me know how much the hour was. Yeah. I'll PayPal you, whatever. So, you it's know that that I'm just I, I pride myself on just being a stand up individual, wanting anything. You gotta be able to look yourself in the mirror. Yeah, Yo, appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Well yeah, done. Absolutely.
1: All right, so I guess that's it. So, uh, one thing's for certain we too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. I go by the name of Domino. That's Sky Zoo.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: we out of here. Domino, motherfucker, was there?